Hey everyone, this is Justin. If you're a fan of the show, you could really help us out by heading over to iTunes and giving us a rating and review. Thanks for listening. In this installment of This Is Happening America, we tackle ourselves, the good, the bad, and the ugly, as we design a new future for our podcast of the people. I'm Justin Mara. And I'm Mark Betancourt. We're chumming the waters, crushing Narragansetts, Hooper's driving, and we need a bigger boat. Theme Theme song. Welcome to this installment of This Is Happening America. I'm Mark. I'm Justin. And we're back with another episode. We've got a special one planned for you tonight. Uh, Justin, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic, Mark. How are you? I'm doing well. And it's funny that uh, we, ha- we had that, uh, that movie reference at the beginning because we are, in fact, getting a bigger boat. Yes. We're changing up the podcast. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Not too much. We're actually going to start taking it a little more seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and we decided that uh, that this episode, uh, we're going to take a little bit look back of what we have done, as Justin said in the rundown, the good, the bad, the ugly, and uh, tell you where we're going from there. For those of you who have been listening to the show since episode one, we started on November 7th, the night before the election. We made some predictions, uh, we recorded that episode, and then we promptly investigated how to actually publish a podcast. Yes, and we learned that, oh, it actually, uh, there's actually something to it. Yeah, and it's not incredibly difficult, but there's a lot of information out there, and uh, we kind of went about it haphazardly. Yeah, exactly. We, we just, we, we just kind of turned on the mics and tested it and see what would happen, and didn't realize that, oh, people actually like this. Yeah, so we want to thank you so much for sticking with us uh, through these 11 episodes and... Uh, and all the mini episodes. All the mini episodes, yeah. And uh, we're going to be uh, hopefully bringing you a better show. So, Mark, without further ado, what's happening at This Is Happening America? Well, this is what's happening. Uh, we're going to be taking the rest of April off to, A, go on vacation with our families. Yes. Because family's important. And B, to start recording better content that represents the best of what people, uh, what our subscribers like, and trimming the fat of what people don't. Uh, We're also going to be retooling our Twitter and Facebook feeds, our website, and starting an Instagram account. Post-episode 5, we realized we wanted to make a better show than the one that we were producing at the time. We wanted to create something meaningful and that detracted from the Rancor. And we realized that because of our unique worldview, we had a unique ability to do this better than any other podcast out there. Creating that show takes time and effort. It's at a minimum a part-time job. And rather than pack our show with advertisements from sponsors that push you products we don't believe in and take away from the overall quality of our show, we're testing a theory. If we create a show that's worthy of your time, your attention, you'll sponsor it, ad-free, and keep it on the air. That's why we're going to be launching a Patreon account, where sponsors can get exclusive content and help us write the show. And as a special note to our subscribers, uh, first of all, thank you so much for sticking with us. Yes. Especially to all of our friends in Germany. And Spain. And uh, the United Arab Emirates. Yeah, and Great Britain and Canada. Yep. Yeah, we're global. Yeah. 
crazy. Um, just to let you know, we're also going to be updating our feeds to iTunes and Google Play for a better server. What this means is you might actually accidentally get unsubscribed. And we apologize profusely yeah, for this, but we, there really is no other way. We really didn't want that to happen, but it looks like it, it may because when Justin and I first started the podcast, we just kind of like recorded it and then found the quickest way to put it up. And uh, the quickest way is actually the most used way, but it's actually not the most reliable way, and it may not be a way at all in the near future. Yeah, it's a, it actually may be going maybe going away. So rather than than sticking with it, we decided to just switch over with our next episode so that it hopefully inconveniences the fewest amount of people. Yes. And also why we're talking about it publicly on on our podcast. So we thank you all for your continued support and hope you'll search for us again at the end of April. Um, but in the meantime, here's a little walk down memory lane. This is happening, America. Welcome to our first pilot podcast. I'm here with musician, singer-songwriter extraordinaire Justin. And uh, I am here with television producer, writer extraordinaire Mark. We're both extraordinary. Very. Especially when we're talking about each other. Tonight... Is the eve before... Tonight is election eve. Tonight, is, it is election eve. All absolutely. the good boys and girls go to bed and wait for Uncle Sam to deliver a, a president under their election tree. That's how it works, right? Well, I'll take just about anybody else. I'd take point. any one of the... <laughs> I'd take any one of the 21 Bulgarian presidential candidates. That's right. Absolutely. Because as you may or may not know... We're not the only country having an election currently right now. Um, so, yeah. So, Justin, what you know, not that we need to educate America on the issues of our presidential candidates because they have a lot of issues. But what's your feeling about uh, what's your feeling about our presidential candidates and, and what we could potentially be facing in the next four years? Honestly, Mark, uh, it's looking like either pantsuits or bad hair. <laughs> President-elect Trump. Oh, I said it. You said it. I said it. President-elect Trump. 60-some million people think this guy should be our president? Where did I miss that? How? And I think that's what... But we did miss it. But we did miss it. Exactly. And we missed it because 60 million people said this guy should be president, and then another 60 million people said this woman should be president, and then 100 million Americans stayed home and didn't vote. 100 million Americans, half the electorate, stayed home and just didn't vote. They didn't vote for anybody. And that's just, that's kind of ridiculous. I mean, some people showed up and voted for Harambe. Actually, Harambe. It's, it's, it's funny. I actually read an article uh, a couple of days ago that actually they, they're tallying it to over 11,000 people voted Harambe to be our president. For those that don't know, Harambe is a unfortunate dead gorilla. Tonight. On This Is Happening in America, we talk the Dakota Access Pipeline, a history of dishonor toward the American Indian, and news that's sadly local somewhere. I'm Mark. I'm Justin. We're not superheroes, but we do have a theme song. Mark, are you at all familiar with the Treaty of Fort Laramie? Uh, uh, I am, but that doesn't help our viewers. So, Justin, why don't you give us a little history lesson? Are, are they viewers or are they listeners? I'm confused. The treaty lasted until gold was discovered in the Black Hills in 1874. 
The rush of miners to the Black Hills started the last of the Plains Wars, though you may be most familiar with the Battle of the Little Bighorn. The Sioux Nation has never acknowledged the loss of the Black Hills, but today, four of our president's faces are carved into the side of them. We're smack in the middle of yet another Plains War, and and Standing Rock Dakota Access Pipeline is just yet another battle in this long-standing conflict. Well, and it brings up an interesting point about how we really haven't learned anything from history, and it seems to continue to repeat itself every time the big businesses around our country want to expand. The pipeline doesn't really have much of a leg to stand on because they started making this pipeline before they ever had all of the proper paperwork to expand and actually cut through the the Sioux Nation's water supply. This is the problem with the United States. You can't sign treaties and then not honor them because then it dilutes the validity of any treaty that you sign later. Right, but I mean we just do that to the we just do that to the Native Americans. We don't do that anywhere else. As a result of social media and the outcry veterans of our army and marine corps and air force and all of our all of our honor guards we're not talking about oh we're going to stand there and protest no they're calling this a deployment a weaponless deployment nonetheless their big thing is they don't want any they're not promoting any hate they're not promoting violence they're not bringing weapons they just are going to show up on december 4th 2000 show of solidarity uh, with a show of solidarity 2000 veterans to get between the protesters and the armed paid security that has been supposedly mistreating the Sioux Nation. It's 106 miles to New Haven. It's dark and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit, Hit it. it. The, the 12 days of Christmas. Christmas isn't the last day of the 12 days of Christmas. It's the first. It's the first day of Christmas. And, you know, like, <laughs> whatever. Like, 12 years of Catholic school here. Is there any correlation to you being... Uh, upset about the 12 days of Christmas with your 12 years of Catholic school. <laughs> so, uh, and a friend of the show, Braveheart 16 did write into us uh, on Facebook. Uh, and the appropriate thing would be to call the tribe by its name, Russia hacking, uh, recounts from the green party and all of the things that Donald Trump is doing. That's making everybody just kind of go, what? Yeah, where, where are we in the recount? Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Right. I believe the Wisconsin one actually got approved. Okay. The Michigan and Pennsylvania ones got denied. They didn't. They didn't meet the deadline. Who's not to believe you? Right. One. Uh, one story that I saw um, out there was a, a news farm that's that's basically a bunch of college guys sitting in their dorm room or, or the basement of this house that they rent, and they just think of ridiculous things that that Donald Trump could possibly do or say are ridiculous things happening in the world. And they hop on a computer, they write a story, they upload it to social media and they get something like 30,000 clicks in an hour. When we decided to start doing a podcast, we didn't necessarily know what we were getting into. We've listened to plenty. We knew what we liked and what we didn't like about them. And we wanted to produce something that was topical, informative, kind of witty and put into perspective the insane times we're residing in. Little did we know It's really hard to make sense of just how insane things are progressively getting. To do this thing right is more than just turning on a couple of microphones and blathering about what we think we know versus researching what we want everyone to know. Because we can do that. Very easily. But the biggest lesson we learned was not to be reactionary to the 24-hour news cycle. 
Instead, focus on what's happening in the news cycle and put together a more in-depth analysis from a historical perspective. There is a battlefield in the world where Americans have been dying by the thousands for over a generation. Your head may be filled with visions of a faraway jungle or a barren desert, but you would be wrong. We're talking about Chicago, Illinois. Chicago, you know, where the Cubbies just won the World Series. It's America's deadliest city, and it's actually being referred to as Chirac. Named the murder capital of America by the FBI in 2016, a homicide takes place in Chicago every 15 minutes. In the last five years since Mayor Rahm Emanuel took office in 2011, there have been 3,003 total homicides inside Chicago. That's a lot. That is a lot. By comparison, there have only been 4,425 total U.S. combat-related deaths in the 15 years of war between Afghanistan and Iraq. The year is 1485, and Cristoforo Colombo stands before King John II of Portugal with a petition. Equip three sturdy ships and grant me one year's time to sail out into the Atlantic to search for a western route to the Orient and return. The king submitted Columbus's proposal to his experts. And while eloquently written, the royal advisors promptly told him to get the hell out of here! Columbus's estimate of traveling a distance of 2,400 miles to Cathay, modern China, was in their opinion far too low, like a thousand miles too low. As far back as the 3rd century BCE, people not only knew that the Earth was round, but thanks to Eratosthenes, correctly computed the circumference of the Earth using simple geometry and studying the shadows cast by the Earth on the moon as two different locations, Alexandria and modern-day Aswan. This would be Eratosthenes of Cyrene, Greek mathematician, geographer, poet, astronomer, and music theorist. A paragon of learning, he became the chief librarian at the Great Library of Alexandria. He invented the discipline of geography, including the same terminology we use today. He was the authority of basically everything, but that's not where Columbus was getting his information from. Enter Paolo del Pozo Toscanelli. Unlike the former Greek authority, Paolo Toscanelli rolls off the tongue way better. This is important because no sailing vessel of the 15th century can carry enough food and water to make such a voyage west to go east. Meaning everyone on that voyage would have died a torturous, horrible, terrible starvation death. That is if they hadn't run into the New World, or at least the islands off the coast. That's Athenian statesman Aeschines arguing for the soul of his city-state near the fall of Athens. He would lose that debate and spend the rest of his life in exile, keeping the embers of democracy alive at Rhodes. Because for as long as citizens have had sway over their government, it's always come down to the right amount of participation from a mob of citizens who enact change. It may be surprising then to learn that today the United States ranks just 41st on the World Press Freedom Index and was, for the first time since the founding of the Democracy Index, identified as a flawed democracy by The Economist magazine's Intelligence Unit report and now teeters on the verge of becoming a regime. Americans often forget that just 10 years after declaring independence, a second bloodless revolution occurred when the Founding Fathers ripped up the Articles of Confederation, the nation's first government, and drafted the Constitution. Cicero's Rome had grown from its infant city-state to the far-reaching continental military occupation that was the Republic, and it was in trouble. Our News That's Local Somewhere segment was one of the initial concepts we came up with for the podcast. The idea of talking about things that might not be in the mainstream news media that are still worth talking about 
If it's happening somewhere, it might be happening near you. The idea for local news expanded to outside of the U.S., even though our podcast is primarily about what's happening in America. Things are happening in other countries, too, and they're just as baffling. That's what connects all of us as human beings. And that brings us to this week's installment of News That's Local Somewhere, because just like politics, all news is local somewhere. Chinese authorities have told local weather forecasters in China to stop issuing smog alerts. Oh, dear God. Barrington, Rhode Island. A man sent in a letter to the editor uh, to the local Barrington newspaper detailing his beef with women wearing yoga pants. What I don't think of is bees on the endangered species list. Seven types of yellow face or masked bees, once found in great numbers in Hawaii, are now on the endangered species list. I'll tell you right now, in Santa Fe, New Mexico, a company called Chronicle Cremation Designs is going to help you remember that by turning human remains into kitchenware. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, folks. There is a company that makes kitchenware, that makes ceramics, out of people's Loved ones. Super baby. The super baby is born. We've been so worried about GMOs, Mark. We've missed the debate about genetically modified humans. Here's a story uh, coming to us straight out of Indonesia. Indonesia? Indonesia. That's not local. Uh, it's, it's local if you live in Indonesia. Okay. And, and we should know. So um, America has been engaged in its own war on drugs uh, since the 1980s, and Indonesia is getting into the the fray. Uh, residents of uh, Tangerang, okay. Indonesia, suffered headaches and dizziness as police burned 3.3 tons of marijuana on a bonfire. He, he uh, well, was just I, he was just shooting his gun. Well, I hope he wasn't firing at Wendy because that would be that that. I mean, Wendy's endured enough. That would be child abuse. Anyway, Wendy's endured enough. So the suspect then fled to an adjacent abandoned bank, shooting out glass as officers surrounded him, kind of like a a random Michael Mann movie. (laughs) And inside the bank, the suspect fired more shots, but again, not toward officers. So the officers in their... Does he have one of those magic Hollywood guns that you don't need to reload? See, uh, wait for it. Okay. uh, Spotify... Spotify is spying on its users and revealing their most embarrassing secrets on huge billboards. Oh, that's that that sucks. <laughs> Quote, that's terrible. This is a real billboard. Dear person who played sorry 42 times on Valentine's Day. What did you do? <laughs> oh, man. We'll probably never know, but whoever you are, wherever you are, we hope you got through it. So Spotify is airing out people's dirty laundry and it's sharing their deepest, darkest secrets on giant billboards in prime locations all around the world. Oh, man. Um, but they're so in Portland, Oregon, a woman accidentally stole somebody's car. Here's how, how do you accidentally steal a car, Mark? OK, here's how you accidentally steal a car. OK, a friend tells you, asks you to have them pick up your car. It's a red Subaru. Yeah. Um, have you been to a cashierless McDonald's yet? I have not. Yeah, they're they're starting to pop up uh, stateside. They've had them in Japan for a while. 
Well, all this all this automation taking yeah. jobs away from American workers. Clearly, yeah. clearly, nobody saw Terminator Two, and because we never share our news stories with each other, it really is a competition for who can make the other crack up on the mic. Hey. Uh, the, so the husband couldn't, <sighs> couldn't find him. And apparently some, um, some local parishioners gave the pastor a ride from the apartment and, uh, Naked. police, well, well, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, police later helped him retrieve his clothes and car. <sighs> um, oh so, my goodness. yeah. So you mean, so you mean to tell me that 80 Falcons on a plane can come into America right now, but. Visa wow. card holders and green card holders and permanent residents. I can. I didn't even go there with it, but yes, um, <laughs> definitively, a judge has ruled that a snuggie is in fact a blanket and not a robe. <laughs> Stein, turn that screen around. There is a barber. Yes! Oh my goodness! Who's using blow torches? To style hair. <laughs> that dude has third degree burns on his skin. <laughs> in, in Ramadan Adwan's oh. barbershop, uh, hair isn't just blow dried, it's blow torched. I've not encountered any accident since I started this. Guess how long ago? Five years. Two months. Two months. <laughs> That is legitimately the most ridiculous thing you've ever showed me in nine episodes of, that's what, of recording. That's more ridiculous than horsepower? Yes. Wow. We're taking the rest of the month off. We hope that you've enjoyed the show so far. While we're gone, the show may disappear from your feed. Apologies. We hope you'll search us up again, resubscribe, and continue this conversation we've been having. Until then, you can follow us on our Twitter handle at T-I-H underscore America, or you can check us out on Facebook.com backslash This Is Happening America. Our website is ThisIsHappeningAmerica.com, and you can email us at ThisIsHappeningAmerica at gmail.com. So this is Mark. This is Justin. Signing off from somewhere, somehow, someway in the great country of America, and we will be back to talk to you with more stuff soon. Bangarang. Sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time.